This is the Chorbeer Chats podcast with your host, Laurel Eisbart. Okay, welcome to the newest episode of the Chorbeer Chats podcast. I am here with my friend who also happens to be a local entrepreneurial baddie, wife, mom, genius, etc. Uh, her name is Nikki Strauss of Wiccan Bear. Tell me about Wiccan Bear. What is that? What is Wiccan Bear? So I make candles, obviously, as you know. I do know. Um... I started my business. Like, do you want my origin story right now? I mean, let's just, let's ease into it. Let's do, before we give the people all the info, let's give them a little context because we are friends Mm -hmm. and maybe you would like to know where our origin story Mm. started. I don't even know. Was it? I know. We've been friends now for a year and a half. So our first date was the summer of 2021. Do you remember where we were? I do, but I don't think it was the summer. I thought it was the fall. No. Mm. It was the summer. It was the Tin Fiddler mm-hmm. in Sarnia. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, we just kind of hit it off there. Our love just grew. It blossomed. But yeah. it truly, I think, um, was fostered through a commonality of um, we are very much the same in terms of ambition. Mm-hmm. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, like... I would say so. Right? Like we're in very different fields. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm creative, but not like candle making creative. I mean, I could probably do it if I tried. <laughs> Stay tuned for the mercantile. I already cares. Surprise. She's actually the <laughs> candle maker and I'm going to become a farmer. I'm the guest on your I podcast. I definitely could not do what you do. <laughs> Let's just make that very clear. Um, uh, could you make candles? Yes. You could have chickens. I could have. Yes. That's kind of, I think, where we... Mm-hmm. bonded well i think that first dinner that we had you had the idea of doing fall on the farm because you didn't even have the you didn't have the the mercantile yet no and so we were just you were like bouncing that idea off of me is that where it started yes because i was planning the summer so, send-off yeah so you did this to me yeah you started this yeah oh fuck <laughs> Wow. (laughs) So that's, that's how it started. And then we just kind of like snowballed from there and it's one idea after another, after another. And you'll be like, tell me if I'm crazy, but, and I'm like, you're not crazy. And you should do also this. I would phrase it more as we support each other's goals and dreams and help them come to fruition. Yeah. But yes, we can also both be crazy. So yeah, Nick has been making candles since 2017. No. 20. No. 19. <laughs> 2000, 2018. The I, end of 2018. Yeah. I did my research. Yeah. The year Logan was born. How? Why did Wick and Bear begin? Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a brief origin story. Okay, brief. Very brief. Yeah, so like, I was home on maternity leave with Logan, who is now my older of two, and um, did not take well to maternity leave, I would say. Like, I have always been since then jealous of moms who can totally just put themselves into mom mode and feel fulfilled mm, mm-hmm. by that. Yeah. And I 
got more anxious being home. Yeah, another reason we're friends because we're the same. Yeah. Yeah. So I was definitely struggling. I also am not from here. So I didn't have a big network of people that I knew here. I didn't have like mom friends really. Um, so I was just like home with Logan. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Who we call our Loki bear, hence Wiccan bear. Um, and I had always loved candles. Like, I used to be the girl who burned the Bath and Body Works candles mm -hmm. in every room of her home. We all were her And I'm once. like, why do I have headaches? I can't even figure this out. I might, <laughs> might need to light another candle. <laughs> um, and so when I was pregnant, I was, like, looking into what was in those candles. And I was like, oh, man, these are really not good for you. So then I decided I was going to try making candles. So I bought some books on how to make candles started going to find different suppliers, started testing things, trial and error, and it just kind of grew from there. So you have two babies, yes? Mm -hmm. Well, that's another thing that you and I bonded over right away. Like our kids are oh, the yeah. exact same age. Yeah. We're in the exact same thick of things in life. Our husbands work together. Right. Just a lot of things in common. Yes. Um, but my question was, so Logie Bear, Wiccan Bear, mm -hmm. Is Coco going to grow up one day and be like, the what the fuck, mom? I know. I thought about like, do I now make it Wick and Bears? But we oh. don't call. So it's a no. Oh. We don't call. Cole is not our bear. Like it's Logie Bear and Coco Bean. And I'm not going to change it to like. Wiccan Beans? No, like Bean and Bear. Like I'm not. I'm mm. just. I, I love Cole, but he's just not part of the origin story. <laughs> Coco will just learn. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll be fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Um, okay, so things have been going really well for you. So do you have exciting things on the horizon? Yes, I would say so. Okay. Yeah, so I've been doing basically just candles for four years now. And um finally like comfortable extending into other products. So we'll be launching with the spring. We're gonna be launching lotions and then also um room sprays and potentially perfume roll-ons as well mm -hmm. love that that's very exciting and that yeah. feels like a natural progression yeah for you so that's amazing um so yeah like I was saying you definitely make uh in my opinion the best candles in the area Thank you. and I do think that that's something that the entire community has recognized as you do have a big following and a big sense of support from community right you yes. feel that you oh, do totally. feel that yeah because yeah. you should you deserve it um, but I believe that that success does come with some caveats, if you will, <laughs> such as, um, you know, when, uh, someone starts being successful, some other people might want to be like, Hey, I want to do that. Maybe I'll just mm -hmm. do that too. So I can also be successful. Um, so that's kind of what I want to get into a little bit next is just, uh, touching on, sort of the copycat culture that can happen in sort of the maker industry. Like obviously there are candles everywhere, mm -hmm. um, but everyone, I mean, ones that you know about, ones that are successful are the ones that are doing their own thing, putting some spin on it. Yes, it's all a candle, but it's of course all the little details and branding and things that you do that make you stand apart. And of course, like you as a person, um, your customer service, blah, blah, blah. And you know all about that. Um, but unfortunately there are some people out there 
that just want to try to replicate what you're doing without changing it Mm -hmm. and hoping for the same result do you have any experience on this particular Mm -hmm. situation yeah you can yeah i would say so um yeah i would say the the first experience that i had with that um was probably at least a year ago now that all of a sudden customers of mine came out with their their own candle brand that looked the exact same as mine i was like oh man Pretty much all of the other candle brands that have come out now were my customers. Yeah, it's happened to me a bunch of times now, and I'm I'm being totally honest. Something clicked in me within the past couple months that I was like just completely over it, and it didn't bug me anymore. And I don't know if it was just that it, it happened so much that it was like to be expected or what, but it used to really bug me and really get me down and I would feel just so disheartened and so demotivated because I, when I started, there wasn't anything mm-hmm. like what I was doing. Right. And, and I they felt just like- started coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, I felt like I was kind of filling a gap in the market and I built up this um, brand loyalty and customer base and trust with my consumers and, um, good reputation with my retailers. And then to have all these people kind of come and do the exact same thing felt like, Oh, like, why do I, why do I do this? Yeah. Did it make you feel like, obviously it sounds like you've come to terms with it and you're in like a good, healthy place with it, which sounds awesome. Um, and obviously it would make you feel all the things you said, like I would be so emotionally worn out from, from dealing with that. Cause yeah, you would just want to give up. Um, did it ever make you feel like threatened? Like, um, I would say so for sure. Like every time a new, every time there's a new competitor in your space, yeah, it kind of just like shakes things up and mm. you don't know where all the pieces will land with that shake up. So you don't know if their product is going to be better, if their price point is going to be more aggressive than yours. One thing that's amazing about where we live is people are so receptive to new businesses and will pretty much always try them out. Like if a new restaurant opens, that's true. Everyone will go and try it out. If a new brewery opens, everyone will flock there. Um, so I totally understand people being like, oh, like this is the new thing. Like, let's try it out. Let's be supportive Mm -hmm. of of small businesses. We do have a strong community for supporting small businesses. So I completely, completely understand people wanting to try something out. Um, I did want to go into something that you actually said to me. I don't even know when it was like within the year. I don't even know. Um, but you said a term to me and it kind of resonated and I just want to hear more. So it was kind of on this topic. I think, I think we were in the throes of, um, possibly discussing, um, when some of these situations were occurring and the phrase came up, um, we're all familiar with the phrase community over competition. Yes. So the definition of community over competition means that people and relationships are more important than gaining all the business or customers you can. That's just a loose definition. There's a billion, Mm -hmm. but, um, something you said to me was that you thought I might be putting words in your mouth, but it was something about community over competition being bullshit in those possibly not those words, but something along those lines, those words, Uh, a myth. Well, I think it has its merits. I think, Mm -hmm. 
uh, specifically, I, I think women, we get pushed into or backed into this corner where we feel like community over competition slash and women supporting women should supersede everything else mm. over us trying to run a successful business. And I think that, again, we get forced into feeling like if you're not trying to promote every female-owned business or another business, then you're just anti-community or you're anti-collaboration. Right. Right. Whereas yeah. we all had to... And that's not to say that I'm not collaborative with people. I think that that goes without saying that I've collaborated with so many different businesses and I support the businesses that I want to support, but I don't blindly support businesses. <laughs> yeah. I don't blindly support businesses that have not earned my trust or respect. Trust trust is coming back, you guys. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, like that's kind of the underlying deal. theme to the, the podcast, I guess. Trust issues. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Like that. So going back to that first time that customers of mine came out with the same product as me, it was really the very first time that I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, and it's like that gut punch feeling. I was like, oh man, like people were sending me this profile and being like, look, um, I think I said something um along those lines in my stories because I do a lot of stories obviously that's where like most of my content is on my Instagram about um just how how that like how it feels to feel that copying and how it's it is just disheartening and it's disappointing and that that brand reached out to me and said is this about us and (laughs) yeah no honestly I was just like it's just in general but I, like I, your profile was sent to me and it was just a bummer. Like I, I'm, I am bummed about it because you guys have been my customers for a year or whatever it was at that also, point. Also the audacity for them to be like, is this about me? Like there, if you're listening, it was about you. Oh my Sorry. gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is going to get really dicey. Um, anyways. So I was like, I, I thought that I was being like as respectful and positive as I could in the situation, of course, with still saying like it it's a bummer, basically. Um, and then they did this whole post about like real women support other women. And I was oh, my like, God, I didn't know about that. Yeah. I was like, ouch. So am I supposed to support this because you're a woman like if I'm a real woman I'm supposed to support I, I I don't know I totally get it and that totally makes sense to me because yeah you there are guidelines yeah like there are rules so so and I know like this is a big thing even on like TikTok and with influencers is this whole concept of gatekeeping and people be like where's your sweater from and if you don't respond and tell where your sweater's from it's like oh they're gatekeeping so when it comes to clothing I don't really understand why you wouldn't just be like, my sweater's from here. Like you already own it, so it's not going to sell it. And when it comes to where do you get your wax or like, how do you come up with your scents? Or like, can you tell me where you got those jars from? Things like that. It's like, that's where I think it does make sense for if somebody is not in your network of people that you trust. Trust, then, trust. Yeah. Then, like, why would I tell you? Why would I give you my recipe? Your fucking trade secret that yeah. I had to figure out myself, fine tune myself, 
Like I've put yeah. all of my blood, sweat, tears, equity into all of this. I'm not going to share that with everybody, but then am I gatekeeping? Am I anti-collaborative? I don't think it's gatekeeping because I feel like it's a dip, like uh, your fucking makeup. What's it called? Makeup hacks and makeup routine. routine I'm an idiot. Yeah. Your makeup routine or like your socks. I will tell you that all day. Who gives a every shit? Every day. But literally the, the recipe for the source of my fucking income. Why? That, like nobody different. is going to walk into um, a McDonald's and be like, can you give me the list what's, of your suppliers? What's in your special sauce? Yeah. Although I do think that is Do they know mind. the like special sauce? Fuck. I'm We're, pretty sure it's Thousand Island dressing and... There's a secret ingredient. Mayonnaise. No, there's definitely something secret in it. It's probably... Pickles, probably. Magic. I don't know. Anyways. Do you know what I'm saying? I though? do know what you're saying. So I do think, and I don't see this happening to any male run businesses mm. where they're pushed into this corner of like women support women there's no like men support men there's no like boss babe it's just a boss are we going there we're not there yet but i want to <laughs> get there oh fuck you're firing me up sorry this is <laughs> <laughs> i want to get there. this is what we do together i am just fired the fuck up okay so just wrapping up the community over competition thing. Yeah, I think there is a specific nuance with that and it absolutely depends and it, sh it is not black and white. And I think it is important to know who you can trust and your circle of trust. And it's okay to not want to share things like that outside of it. Because also if you've had the experience of what you've had with certain people taking your shit i would also just want to like lock down and never tell anything ever again but you seem like you're getting through it i am wonderfully and do you feel like it has just maybe more fueled you a little bit to a certain extent um for sure mm -hmm. like i think as you know you and i are always in this like fun fight or flight mode where we're always like like running yeah. from the fire F usually fighting <laughs> but always run fleeing i'm fleeing i'm <laughs> fighting and fleeing at the same time <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know. Yes, I would say it does. It, like I, I'm forced to continue to innovate, to stay ahead. Um, so yes, to a certain extent, yes. Um, would I prefer to always be running from a fire? No. Would I prefer to be more comfortable? Yes. You know what's fucked is everything we're touching on are like subjects I have wanting to get into deeper later in this episode oh it's sorry. no but it's it's funny how in it's happening we are. organically it truly is um speaking of i like to do a chorbier chat line segment in which i take questions from our listeners uh for our guest and we choose a few and we answer them so alexis wants to know how you deal with navigating your business in a saturated market Oh. She goes on to say, candles are such a competitive market, but Wiccan Bear has made such a name for itself. How, how do you do it? So we did kind of, we kind of touched on a little bit of that, but more so, how do you set yourself apart? Not just talking on the copycatters now, but just in general. And I don't want you to give away any trade secrets, obviously, but like, mm -hmm. what do you feel has given you a boost well one of my biggest advantages was being fairly early to the market yeah i think that you have established yourself really well in the community and i think what you've been working on i think in the last like year maybe is you've really made it your goal to yes. expand a little bit yes and i agree the market is so saturated right now there are a million different candles 
And it can be hard to distinguish yourself because even if I'm saying like, oh, my scents are inspired by living on the shores of Lake Huron or the Great Lakes or whatever, like that might not resonate with somebody, you know, like I, I have this strong a business established here and my goal has been to expand outside of our area and that's why I've been like doing more shows and right I would go so far as to say what sets you apart in this community is the trust that you have mm-hmm. built right yes which is is more difficult when you try to branch outside of that circle of trust because mm-hmm. people aren't as familiar with your brand. So you're going to get more, you're mm-hmm. going to face some more turbulence trying to get what you want. Skepticism yeah. probably from consumers that are not right. used to me. Right. One thing that I'm very passionate about, as you know, is the sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say funny. that does set you fucking yeah. apart because you, well, you're like a I, scientist. I like to think so because yeah. I... I like things to smell complex and luxurious and distinct from other things. So mm-hmm. if if I see someone making a certain scent, like I'm never going to make that scent. That is one thing that sets me apart. Yeah, I'm passionate about the scents for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. I take a lot of pride in that. And I also feel a lot of sense of reward when people say, oh my gosh, like, and they'll smell them in front of me, which Ooh, only stunning. happens to me at shows, right? Because I'm not in front of customers. Right. And when people smell them, they're like, oh my gosh, these all smell so good. Or, like, these are super different. I'm like, yes. Okay. Like that is why I do this. There we go. So I'm not going to make a vanilla. So there are probably people who sell candles in our community that t- that are geared more towards that kind of scent. Right. People and will message me being like, do you have like a grandma's kitchen kind of scent? No. And I won't. And I'm sorry. <laughs> not here, honey. Not here. Yeah. But that's okay. It's okay because we all, there's a place for everyone. Totally. So do your own fucking thing, I yes. think. There's room at the top for everybody. We're all up here. There's room. Pull up a fucking chair. Just do your own thing. Just, exactly. Just fucking do your own thing. Carve and, out your oh, niche fuck. for yourself. Totally. And You can make a candle. Just do yeah. it. Like, try to be different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. make an attempt. So I have another question, and this one's from Sherilyn. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sherilyn? Sherilyn. We're going to keep rolling. Tell me a time when you wanted to quit and what changed your mind to stick with it. And I think that comes back to, yeah. you already kind of brought that up. That when when you had people, mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. dogging you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know what? It's not even people copying me. Like, I think we are all guilty of this with going on social media and you see someone like for me it might be seeing other candles and I'm like oh my gosh like this person just started and they have all these followers which I assume means all of these sales um or like if you're into fitness you're like I'll never be as fit as this person or if you're if you your biggest passion is like being a a mom and you're like this person's kids are so much more yeah you know we're all guilty of that and we all I feel like social media is this... It's like my lifeblood, but also my poison. Yes. And I do... It's so good, but so fucking bad. Yeah. So you have to be in the right headspace, I think. And it takes like growth and maturity. And even when you think you've got it handled, you're allowed to have fucking weak spots. Like it's Mm -hmm. really hard. And And you know what? I think that's why I'm spending more time consuming media on TikTok rather Mm -hmm. than Instagram. 
Um, I post on Instagram. I don't really post on TikTok very much, but I consume more media on TikTok because it makes me laugh. It makes me like, I I just love love it. I I love love it. And I go on Instagram and I scroll my Discover feed and I just feel like, uh, 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 like I'm just shrinking in myself feeling like, oh, like imposter syndrome. I'll never get there. Whatever. Yeah. It's just too curated. Yeah. Yeah. It's very beautiful. because and I'm well, I don't know if I'm guilt like if the word's guilty, but like I guess I'm guilty of fo- like I follow the TikTok. I mean, I think we all do for the most part. It's the 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 society, the culture of Instagram is, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, like aesthetically pleasing. Totally. Your feed, blah blah blah. Where TikTok, it's just a fuck. It's the fucking wild wild yeah, west. Yeah, like on Instagram, it's like. Oh, does this go with my grid? Yeah. My real cover. Oh shoot, I just posted one like that three feeds down and now yeah. it's and now it looks bad, like totally. And, and like, we get what? so in our heads. Yeah. But it literally is our business. Like I get yeah. so much of my traffic to my website through Instagram, so I have to care about it. Um Okay, but going back to the question of did I want to give up? Oh yeah, I was already like on a different <laughs> street. We didn't answer Sherry Lynn's question. Um I would say this like three months ago was the biggest ever time that I was like, I think I might be done. Mm -hmm. And part of it was I took a step back and realized like everybody who started at the same time as me is not really in business anymore. All of the other makers that I used to be like our maker pod. Yeah. They were gone. And I was like, oh, like is this just the natural life cycle of brands where after four whatever years, people are over you, people want something new, fresh, whatever, like, should I be just done? Like, am I, am I done? Am I out of ideas? Am I done? And all of a sudden I got to this point where I'm like, oh my God, just the constant grind of things. Um, yeah. So I, I started to think those thoughts of like, I feel like I'm done. And, and actually I said to Ryan, like, do you think I could sell my business? Like, could I, could I do that? Could I find someone who would just buy my business? And I just started to kind of like sit with those feelings and think, okay, maybe I'm done. Am I done? Like, am I, am I moving on? Am I going to come up with some other idea that's not candles soon? Like, am I on the brink of something else? Um, and then I, I started talking to people about it and I decided I would give myself to the end of the year because we always feel so burnt out by the end of mm-hmm. the year. Like the holiday season is our Super Bowl as makers. I think coming out with these new products has sparked my creativity again, Mm, where I'm like feeling reinvigorated. You're adapting. Yeah. So it's the businesses and brands uh, that can't or won't adapt that aren't going to make it. Or they truly feel done with it. And that's also fine. Like, I don't think that that's ever a failure of saying like, you know what? I've done everything that I want to do with mm-hmm. this and I and I'm all done. It's totally fine for businesses to be done right. what they what they wanted to accomplish with so their business. Wicked and Bear's not done. Wicked Bear's just fucking no. getting started. Creative people are a different breed. I think our brains are different. Yeah. Yeah. We're wired to be like, yeah, always doing new things. I think not putting that pressure on ourselves, like if I'm if my business does not exist for twenty years and it was a failure, no. There's a natural life cycle to businesses. I just started to feel like, should I be all done? And which I think is a very natural valley. Valley. 2022, the end of 2022 was also rough. Inflation, talk of recession, interest rates being crazy. People were 
feeling a lot more insecure about spending. Mm -hmm. And also shipping. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Everything. The cost everything. everything went up. It's everything. like everything's fighting against you to fucking succeed. Yet you pushed through because it's what you want to do. Nevertheless, we persevere. We persevere. Yeah. And like we're heading into a really uncertain year. You're depressing me. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. That. Let's move on. Um, you spoke a little bit on, uh, you just touched on the grind. Um, mm -hmm. Would you consider, would you consider yourself a boss babe? <laughs> okay. Context is that Nikki does not like the term boss babe. I would concur with her, but I want to get into that a little more. So, because I think this is going to like be a little, I don't know, maybe jarring for some people because it's like a very common normalized mm -hmm. language mm -hmm. to use. But basically we're talking about the terms girl boss boss babe, lady boss, she-e-o, et cetera. She shed. She shed. Like just putting. Cutesying. Cutesying. Cute the regular term. terms that exist that, and making them feminine for some reason. So the phrase girl boss was uh, made popular by uh, Sophia Amoruso. She was the founder of Nasty Gal. This was back in 2014 that this sort of started taking off. I literally remember like buying this book for a friend. Like it was like wow. the culture. Like it was girl called boss. girl boss. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because she's the founder of Nasty Gal, and she wrote this whole thing. And I remember buying this for my my girlfriend, who was like I think at the time. I don't know, going into law, law school or some okay. shit. So I was like, oh, fuck yeah, girl boss. So yeah. like I 100% fed into the culture. I'm like, this mm -hmm. is great. Being girl boss is everything. But like, can we be honest that I feel like it's a bit derogatory, a bit demeaning, mm -hmm. a little offensive to uh, people who identify as women, question mark? To me, to me, it's more like good for you, not for me. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like That's if, a nice way of putting if it. you, if that, if that speaks to you and you're like, I'm a girl boss and that resonates with you and you find that motivating, get it girl, get it girl boss. But for me, and I did, I did that resonated with me for sure. When I started out, I'm like, I'm a business owner. I'm a mom. I'm a mompreneur, whatever. Mompreneur. That's the other word. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think it was actually my best friend was like, why are you a mompreneur and not just an entrepreneur? And I was like, because I'm a mom, because I'm a mom. <laughs> Hashtag mom life. And I Hashtag do. Hashtag moms under 30, 40. Fuck. I do. <laughs> I do think there's something to be said about the duality of being, having multiple roles. Mm -hmm. Like there is something to be said about the fact that I'm, I'm a mom and I still am able to run a business or maybe if there's like a, a single parent in one capacity or another that runs a business, like that is super impressive. Good for you. Or being a woman in general, we have been more not in the working force for in the past. So it had its time and place, I feel like. I agree. And when entrepreneurial life was really kind of kicking off for women, maybe that's when this whole nasty gal thing started. I don't know. Um, I, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But you know what? Yes. Yes. It's derogatory in the sense that it only speaks to women and not everyone identifies. Yeah. I think there's a couple different areas of concern. There's layers. There's, there's certainly layers. layers. And again, I'm reiterating that like if this is what 
you're into and like, it's still, it's totally fine. I just think it's important to acknowledge and consider the potential implications because it's cool if you want to be a girl boss or whatever. But if you're like, it's kind of like this culture that's been created and it's cool in the sense that it's like unity. Like we're in this together. We're a bunch of fucking awesome, badass women. Like that is awesome. Like the concept is there and it's great, but as, as empowering as it is to, uh, to have that group of people unified, it's also singling other people out. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's excluding other people because, oh, well, I don't identify as girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, it's kind of icky for me in that sense, because you're, you're like basically blatantly not like, and you're not intending to do this no. likely, but just yeah. the language it's using gendered language in general mm-hmm. that is excluding people. And just not super necessary like it's not necessary it's saying it's okay it's putting your gender first and your profession second like why is your gender more important than yeah why does it why do we have to know why am i a a female farmer a female boss like Mm -hmm. so i get it like i am gonna touch on this too and i think some of my listeners are probably gonna be like, what the fuck, Laurel? Farm her family. Farm her family. I gotta talk about it because it's something that I've definitely like grown into. And it certainly started when I had kids, mm-hmm. I think, around there, because I have just gotten way more hypersensitive and aware of the fucking dumpster fire that is the world sometimes. And in an effort to protect my children. So I just started caring about shit a lot more, which I mean, is kind of sad because, oh, why couldn't I care about it when it was myself? I don't know. It's that's a whole other fucking podcast. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I started really paying attention to this shit. And like, I have a daughter and I have a son. So it's like interesting for me to consider kind of both edges of the sword. Um, But with farmer farm her. So that's another term that is used a lot still right now, like within the agricultural world. And it's the same, same sort of concept. It's just, it's, it's a relatively harmless, um, intention because it's a sense of unity. It's like, yes, I'm a farmer, but I'm a female farmer from the outside. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Like I always have associated farmers with men. Right. Yes. So then to see a female farmer, I'm like, that is badass. So it is. So that side of it, I 100% can get behind in myself and a, a friend who has a farm in Alberta. We started a little community hashtag called farmer family, but farm her because we wanted to Mm -hmm. like, you know, like submit your photos, like everyone. We wanted to kind of just like foster that sense of unity, but, but I've grown to just really kind of find it icky and again it works for you that's fine but it's not Mm -hmm. working for me anymore because I am more sensitive to uh, the inclusive language because I'm thinking okay cool so now who have I singled out in my community or of my followers that don't identify as her and like oh cool there's this club for being a farm her but you're not in it because like that's not a, a pronoun that you want so I just don't like using the term anymore because I I get it again like you're wanting to set apart that women are doing it because again yes farmer stereotypically we are still it's 2023 and uh, women in agriculture is still stereotypically like unheard of like mm-hmm. we're doing great there's so many women out there um that are you know 
advocating and making their shit known and sharing their story. And it's fucking awesome. Um, but I just can't help but feel that using that kind of language, um, it kind of just, it, 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 it's contradicting the effect we want it to have in a way. Like we are saying that to like, you know, we want equality, like we want to be treated the same, but it's, cutesying it and it's making it mm -hmm. like oh well <laughs> men right, are still you, just farmers yeah, but you, you have can to be a farmer you're yeah. just a farmer like why can't we just mm -hmm. be fucking farmers but again i don't want to piss anyone off because i see both sides i'm just saying this is just something I think that, I've... that i think that that's why the whole thing can just be like good for you yeah not for me good for you not for me and something to think about though it's important yeah education's important and i'm always open to hearing different size to things like there's probably someone listening right now that like girl boss is a term they use and they probably just never second guessed it and that's mm -hmm. you know so if it can just spark a little conversation of huh maybe it's our network because i'm like i'm not even like really seeing that kind of messaging anymore maybe it's an elder millennial thing where we're so be. woke now that we're like actually i'm just an entrepreneur so fucking woke actually you can just put boss period you could put ass bitch after boss <laughs> but i will accept boss. and like why am i so much more comfortable with boss ass bitch than i am with girl boss i agree yeah yeah i think it's like a power thing like fuck yeah boss ass bitch mm -hmm. that's a whole other issue girls uh girls boys <sighs> gays and theys <laughs> speaking of inclusive language um okay so I've said my piece on that. All right. Just some food for thought. Mm -hmm. Don't go changing your, your vocabulary. Don't go changing. Don't go rearranging. I don't know what song that is. It's like an oldie. Okay. Don't go chasing. That's what I thought you were getting no. into. Okay. No. I misread the room. Um, so yeah, it's just something to chew on. Education's important. Just, you know, think about it. Okay. I'm also curious, like maybe people can write in for the next chore, chore bat, chore bat. <laughs> yeah i want to know your yeah. feedback and like what are your thoughts what are your feelings about terminology like that like specifically gendering terms that have been traditionally mm. non-gendered yes i would love hit me up hit me up on the chat line and now a word from our sponsors Looking to book your next family vacation or weekend away with friends? Consider booking your next getaway with Cozy Upstays. They provide you with access to multiple Airbnbs across southwestern Ontario, the U.S., and internationally. Their full-service team is there to make sure you have the best experience. Do you own a property and need some help managing it? Reach out to Cozy Upstays about their management program. You can find them on socials at Cozy Upstays. Today, they are offering our listeners a 10% discount on your first stay. Use promo code COZYUP2023 when you book. And when you book your stay, remember to cozy up and stay a while. You know what? I remember sharing something when I started out that was something like babes supporting babes or like we are all babes. I don't know. And someone responded to that and was like, I'm not a babe. And I thought they were saying like, I don't feel like I'm a babe. And I was like, we're all babes. <laughs> That's Read the room, honey. <laughs> No, I literally responded and said, we are all babes. Heart emoji. And she's like, no, like I, I don't identify with that term. I don't like it. And I was like, oh. And it was really the very first time that I even had an inclination that like maybe there's, maybe this term is problematic. Maybe people don't like it for whatever reason. I was like, oh. It planted the oh, fucking seed. Yeah. I love planting yeah, seeds, guys. Totally. 
just want to plant my seeds in all of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to uh, segue from girl bossing. Um, but I want to talk about uh, hustle culture because I feel like that's kind of a similar concept. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so hustle culture for uh, you boomers out there, just getting this is for you too, Nikki. Um, it's a lifestyle of someone who continues to work and only rests for a short time. That, you know, again, uh, loose definition. You get the idea. So people with this living this kind of lifestyle, this culture are often known as workaholics uh, because they think working relentlessly and constantly will make them more successful. And it's the mentality that one must work all day, every day in pursuit of their professional goals. And why is this so relatable? And what the fuck are you finding wrong with this? Because I feel like this is you and me to a T. That we are part of the yeah, the, the, hustle the vicious hustle culture yeah. cycle. Do you do you concur or disagree? Uh, I mean, would I ever post something that says oh, rise oh, and grind? No, that's not what I never. Fuck, no, I don't mean that. Sorry, I guess culture is the wrong term. Um, I feel like we we live that life. Yeah, like I, I I'm not out there making like. I'm not wearing t-shirts like grind. I do say let's get this bread sometimes, but that's ironically. It's one of those things that you say ironically so much that it's just become my vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Um, But I digress. Um, But I just feel like we... We all have the same hours in a day. (laughs) Things like that. I put my pants on the same way you every morning. I just fucking make gold records. I fucked that up. That's SNL. Cowbell. Okay. Christopher Walken. No. All right. Crickets. I don't know how to make a cricket sound. Um, Yes, you and I, you and I are both definitely guilty of this. And I think that this for both of us is the way that our anxiety manifests. A hundo P. So that's why I started a business when I had a six month old baby at home that needed me to sustain him to live. Um, No pressure. No pressure. Um, Yeah. I think that that's just people will ask me that like how do you how do you do it all whatever and it's like I need to I get so anxious from I I can't sit still sitting yeah yeah. like my my biggest anxiety kind of situation is like a Saturday Sunday morning kind of thing where we're like supposed to just be sitting and hanging as a fam and watching tv I'm like so anxious like i need mm-hmm. to let's let's go run You're errands just thinking all the things that you could be getting done uh, yeah it's it's my therapist calls it fight or flight mode um mm-hmm. and said that i'm just like i need to get out of that and do like a baby deer just running around in a fucking running yeah. from mm-hmm. john doe that's a different movie but john smith <sighs> John Pocahontas, Smith, not yeah. John Doe. Yeah, yeah. John Doe is like a dead person. Are right? you talking about Pocahontas right now? Yeah, but yeah. I, I intertwined yeah. the two movies. Yeah, so it's fight or f- it's fight or flight mode for us. Okay, but okay, here's where here's beauty where I, can come from fight or flight mode. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Is like all I hear lately, it's been you know bopping up here and there about how oh I'm not fuck hustle culture. I want slow. Like you know what? Again, yeah. it's good for you. It's not good for me. Oh my like gosh, I, I understand. Wish. I get it. I totally fucking get it. Like enjoy life. I can't enjoy mm-hmm. life unless I'm moving at the speed of fucking light. I know. I it's horrible. I've said it before. I think I coined this phrase. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But I have two speeds, and it's fifth gear or I'm fucking dead. Okay. So why the fuck is my phone on? What's going on? I just silent. Jesus Christ. Um, I just don't. My problem is with this like hustle. Everyone like canceling hustle culture. I don't fucking know. Is I just like don't really get why it's bad. It's 
it's bad for some people, but like, it's kind of working for me, but also not like I get that the constant grind inevitably leads to burnout. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. I fucking know. Um, yeah, but, that's the thing is like, yeah. we both get super burned out, but you know what, baby, all the stars burn out one day, right? You just a star. So that's, that's just <laughs> yeah, gonna happen. I know. I honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I wish that there was a way to find a happy medium where I wasn't my brain wasn't constantly going a million miles an hour. But that's just it, is that's just how we are wired. Mm-hmm. And I miss <laughs> things all the time because I'm rushing. I'm always rushing. Like literally someone will message me being like, hey, I'm gonna come pick up my order. And I'm like, cool, like I'm going to put it out right now. And as I'm walking to put their order out, something sidetracks me and I forget. And I, I'm like, is it forgetfulness? Like, is it anxiety? Is it AD- I have ADHD. All of the above. Like TikTok yeah. has convinced me of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, the issue is, I think I want to get into next. Let's play a game. Is it girl bossing or is it ADHD? And okay. I just FYI, I am using the term girl bossing. Ironically, uh, mm-hmm. watch it become a part of my, I'm going to start saying it mm-hmm. normally. You're get t-shirts made. Yeah. New merch. Girl boss. Um, so, so, you know, Nick, you spend a lot of time on TikTok. Yeah. Fair amount mm-hmm. of time. Yeah. Uh, we send videos a little bit back and forth. You know, you do that. You got your person that you, certain videos will go to, uh, a common thread that we typically share are videos related to like, first of all, earth shattering, like, uh, th- emotional trauma therapy, uh, discoveries. Like, so if, holy fuck, like earth shattering, like, holy fuck. Or, or it's, uh, yeah, I've, that symptom you have, it's from deep emotional childhood neglect. Yeah. Like, Things like that is what I just like to pepper. <laughs> yeah, like it's not like, oh, look at this cute cat. No, it's <laughs> it's bad, but it's good. And it's like trippy because oh I know obviously like some symptoms of things obviously could be other things, but it's wild to be like totally like bullseyed on tiktok like how do you how is this me and it's not just once so many of them so we're doing girl boss or is it adhd okay so one of the videos that i often will come across are ones that are like oh (laughs) here's a sign of uh that you have adhd as a woman like oh fuck and they're literally all me every every single one so i'm gonna read over a few symptoms that like i wrote them down because they're ones that uh, have been jumped out and I want to know if it, you concur with them and okay. if we can just diagnose ourselves right here. Yeah, um, so a lot of big ones and I got these like straight off TikTok. Uh, so some symptoms of women with ADHD and women is being a people pleaser. Oh Check. 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 Aggressive people pleaser. I feel Check. like Ryan and Andy will listen to this and be like, no. Yeah. Just fucking men. No. The, what's the opposite of them? <laughs> <laughs> I just... Oh, it took me a minute. It took me a minute to get there, but here I am. Welcome. The next one, I'm stressed out by sensory stimulation or interruption. Oh my gosh. Like get fucked. Yeah. Like the (laughs) level of overstimulated that I get. Um, Reliance on caffeine fucking check. Okay. Actually not for me because I just this past week started having two coffees a day. Oh, you do? (laughs) Oh, <laughs> can I sub a nap for caffeine? Because I yeah, sleeping could nap 
every day. Yeah, that's, I, that's a thing. Too. Okay, so thank you. you. So yeah, yeah so I'm still, still ADHD. Yeah, ADHD girlies or girl bosses, Foxy. If we identify as girls, it's yeah, that, that's true. That speaks right. to us. That's You're how right. we identify. That's fine. You can be an anxiety queens. Whatever. Yeah. Yes, anxious, anxious girls. I am one. Um, <laughs> mood swings. No. You know what? I wrote that down, but I, I mean, do you know, another, another thing that our husbands would probably yeah. fucking be laughing at right now. Like, yeah, bitch. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Guilty. Um, nail or hair picking. I know a you, little you lot. You pick your nails. Yes. I don't do that, but I will fucking always be twirling and shit to my hair. Like I just make it out. Oh, you're gonna call me Manny. That has nothing to do with my twirling. You, you cold hearted bitch. Oh, okay. No, we can't even give context to this. Okay, I have babies, okay? And then, like, the normal ha- natural hormone cycle happens where your, your fucking hair falls out and you have baby hairs. And then, okay, so they started growing back. Um, My youngest is two and a half, so... Oh, excuse me. They started growing back, but, like, just in, like, a really stupid fucking way. And they're just right here. And then they were, like, really tiny. And, like, look how long they are now, okay? Look how much they've come. But they were just right here. And so, at one point, I fucking had them in the middle part. And they were, like, curled. And then my sister... So it was I, actually I, at the Jilly retreat. I was at the fucking Jillian Harris retreat, okay? Like, okay. Like, pump my tires up. No, my sister goes, you look like fucking Manny. The man... Is it Manny? The manatee from fucking Ice Age. Go look him up. You know what? I'm going to post a photo probably on here i'll figure that out link in show notes link in fucking show notes for manny's <laughs> hair care okay so yeah feeling real confident going into jilly anyway um was this a mood swing that i'm having <laughs> um dreading small repetitive tasks like dishes or laundry oh, that's me my gosh oh my, oh my god. god i have adhd can i bring this to my doctor and be like can i have i was diagnosed by the chorbeer chat yeah. chats podcast yeah yeah i'll sign a certificate Thank for you, you. um uh, i'm just gonna rip through these ones so difficulty sleeping i don't really have that nope. one um overspending <sighs> I would not. Mm, no. <laughs> Pass. Um, spacey daydreaming. I don't really know. Yes. Okay. Um, repeating me, yes. the same song or show over and over. Holy fuck me. Stunning. Ooh, stunning. Um, yes. Like for me, the office is a safe place. Uh, you know what? Also, I think is probably a symptom of or whatever is a sign that I have it. Is um, I hate watching previews oh i don't know maybe that's something like else. at movies just in general like a commercial on tiktok i'll scroll if i like planning on watching a oh, movie yeah. or a show and i see like a preview or like andy he'll oh you want to watch this movie let's watch the preview on it first i fucking won't watch it because i can't i don't like knowing because i won't enjoy the movie if i know what's gonna happen is that just something completely oh, unrelated i get what you're saying a preview of what's coming no i'm into that do you know what i mean i love that i don't know if that's adhd but that's probably something fucky i don't know like i can't like i resent it like so I... I can't watch something i've already seen which is supposed to be the opposite of anxiety yeah. because it's like comforting knowing what's coming yeah i like to live on the edge always that's the fight yeah the fight or flight disorganized you know what here's the thing i would say yes i i am very organized in certain aspects like my shit with more so with my business and and everything i do out here in the store and with the podcast all the shit that i do professionally i would say i'm organized my life inside my home a fucking dumpster fire disaster Cause I don't want to do it. I'm, I struggle with organization and every job that I've had where it requires someone to be 
meticulous, not miss things. Like that's not me. And it took me a long time to come to terms with that because every job description, they're like organized, blah, 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 all of these things. I'm like, I can be that person. Like I'm just I'm lying on my resume. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm not good at that. And that's okay. Cause that's I'm gross, rushing. Honey. I'm always rushing yeah. things. Flight. So I miss things. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't looking good for us. No. I think we should just submit this entire podcast yeah. for our practitioners. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's one that's just going to shatter you. Um, oh, no. well, it's going to shatter me more sensitive to rejection or criticism. Yeah. That's your girl. Like, yeah, I am. Again, I lie but, on my resume. But takes criticism. Well, who criticizes us the most ourselves, right? Like, why do we criticize ourselves so incessantly like we do it, we, we get ahead of it. Yeah, you're right. People will be like, oh my gosh, congrats on this. And I'm like, well, yeah, well it wasn't, I could have, I mm, could have, I didn't, it's yeah. because I got lucky. I don't know. I didn't girl boss hard enough. Yeah. Yeah. I girl boss. I could have. <laughs> also low self-esteem. Hi, it's yeah, me. I'm the problem. It's me. Anxiety. Ding, ding, ding. Oh my God. What is this list? It's obvious. I know it's, I uh, also want people to write in. Yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah. they did not check off all of these, because I feel like, is this not all of us? Who doesn't pick their fingers? I know. So is this just fucking everything anyone is and it's just know. TikTok? Okay, so here is a disclaimer officially that I am not a medical professional and in no way uh, intend to portray myself as one. Please do not use my girl boss versus ADHD self quiz as a diagnostic tool like we are doing right now. If you're interested in a legitimate diagnosis, please consult a professional. <laughs> But, but for real, we're professionals at other things, but certainly not this. Okay. Um, but if you are struggling, um, you are not alone and there are solutions out there. Um, so yeah, just call your doctor. Is this a commercial? Anyway, I was just trying to be real there because like, mm -hmm. you know, we can joke about it and stuff, but it's like, uh, it's also very real. But also, I think I, I actually think we're just being honest about our own mental health challenges. Yeah. And being self-deprecating in the only way that we know how to talk about our own mental health challenges. Mm, mm, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I would hope that no one would take offense to that. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe. Everyone does. I'll get canceled. It's fine. We're, we're already getting ahead of, uh, we're getting ahead of the, the low self. Like we're like, oh, everyone's angry at us. So I think <laughs> the conclusion is. It's not girl bossing. It's just ADHD. Yeah. But they share a lot. There's a, in the Venn diagram, yeah. there's a lot of overlap. Okay. So we already did a couple. I sneaky peeked those ones early just because they just worked so goddamn well. I had a lot of people send in their questions for Mrs. Strauss. Mm -hmm. um, so this one is, and I quote from Cass Crow, AKA biggest fan. Her <laughs> words, not mine. Still true. Um, she would like to know at what point did you each decide to follow the entrepreneurial hearts and give everything to your businesses? What was the biggest thing that scared you? So first part is what point did you each decide to follow your entrepreneurial hearts? I had babies. It was literally like I was working as a vet tech when I went on mat leave and then I had babies and then I was like, what am I doing with my life? This does not bring me joy. Like I love animals, but 
I need to find a different way. Um, this makes shit money. Like, um, I do not feel like I'm contributing to my, uh, the support of my family. It comes back to like wanting to build a better life for my kids. And what I was currently doing was absolutely not benefiting that because it was just trash. No offense. Um, (laughs) (laughs) great, uh, uh, wonderful industry. uh, Shout out to the place you worked. (laughs) Oh, it was not, the vibe and it was not my calling. And I just knew I was like, I don't want to go back to that, but I, what else? Like, I can't just not go back because that's the me kicking in. Like, I can't just like you said, I, I, I can't just, that's cool. If you can just throw yourself in and you're a mom that is, you know, you stay at home, you take care of your kids and you do all the things and you run the household and whatever. That's fucking awesome. And like Nick was saying, like jealous, like good mm-hmm. for you, but that is not the way I, <laughs> you don't feel fulfilled by that. I which do is not. Fine. Yeah. Everybody I, is different. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the validation, friend. I what did it fucking start with, really? I I don't even know. We just I guess really we wanted them to know where their food came from. We wanted to become more sustainable uh, kind of like lay that more uh sustainable foundation in our lives for our kids to grow up with. And so we wanted to raise our own beef. We wanted them to know where food came from and just kind of live more of the farm kid life. And did I answer the question? That was it. Yeah. Actually, when you and I first met, that was so the summer of 2021. How do you remember? Oh God. So I remember coming out it's to the in her diary. <laughs> I remember coming out to the farm with the kids. Ooh. And I was talking to you about that because I really agonized over the decision. And you seemed really sure of yourself, like a lot sooner than I did. You're you like, had a good paying job. Mine was trash. <laughs> so it was very easy for me to make that yeah, call. Okay. I, think, I think the money plays a big factor, right? Like, yeah, for sure. A, for a sure. huge factor. So I was, yeah, yeah, I yes. was for sure done. Well, yes. And you were kind of doing that already here like it was it was a very natural extension of what you were already doing and it's like I might as well maintain my um certification because I'm like I'm already working in this field and whatever you know like mine is very much day and night right oh yeah we are just very different but very similar Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah for me it was a decision that I agonized over and the people who are closest to me were probably so sick of having that conversation because hard choice it was a hard choice I didn't work at the company that I left very long like before I went it was weird right because I started in I think 2019 and then I had just gotten my HR designation which took forever and like so much work to Mm -hmm. get yeah and it's expensive to maintain and all of the things um and I got this great job a high paying job pension benefits, all, all of it. Um, and I loved my job and I loved where I worked and I but was, you were not fulfilled. well, I was still also running my business on the side. <gasps> oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then yeah. COVID happened and then I was home and then I was, I was at home pregnant, still trying to maintain my job. See my face when you said pregnant. I'm so done oh, with that I shit. Know. So yeah, when COVID hit. Yeah. So, so at, Edson is born in April, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in March, I was three months pregnant. So we all went home. Daycare was closed. I was pregnant. I was working my corporate job and my side business, Wiccan Bear. And I had Logan home with me. And I was like trying to do all these things. It was actually probably (sighs) the darkest time of my life. It's very deep and dark. And I do still feel bad about the fact that I wasn't there that long. Cause then I went on maternity leave and then I didn't go back after my maternity leave, but it took me a really long time to make that decision. 
Um, now in retrospect, best decision of my life because oh, yeah. this past year was my best year by far being able to put my full attention into my business. I set yeah. a really big yes. goal for myself this yes. year and I hit that yeah, goal. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah. So for me, it was a really hard decision. So what part of it, what was the biggest thing that scared you about making that decision? Um, probably the security, my salary. Yeah. 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 I was making good money and I thought, oh my gosh, like what if this is the year that my business tanks or what if like I can't achieve the goals that I have for myself and guess what? I'm more like I made way more than I did in my corporate job. Mic drop, but don't drop these. They're pretty expensive. I will not drop these. Thank you. But yeah, it was the best decision that I've ever made. And now I can see that having had the full year to look now to like be able to take a look back at the year that I had and see how, how clearly I am made for the entrepreneur life. Yes. Because I would think back to the jobs that I've had over the years where like, you know, you have your work phone and people would send an email like, oh, can you check on this for me? And you're like, it is 7 p.m., John. John, it's always that John. That can wait until tomorrow when I'm back in office. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Whereas you. if somebody sends me a DM now like, hey, do you have any more of your uh, lamps? I'd be like, I'm going to run out to my shop and check for you right now, Emily. Because, because you care. Uh, it, th- I, uh, this is me. This is mm-hmm. an extension of yeah, myself. Yeah. I'm passionate about this. Yeah. I love this. Thank you, Emily, for your support. Thank you. <laughs> so that's how I know that it's different. Yeah. It's like there's no resentment there when someone asks for something. It's like it just it's like the most fulfilling feeling. Cass, I hope that satisfied your... Thank you, Cass, uh, Thank you for your question, Cass. Um, I do have one more question for Nikki. Uh, This is from Amanda L. If you had to choose one of your candles that would burn forever, never going out, ever, what scent would it be? I know my answer. Fraser fucking fur. All day, every fucking day. What's yours? Okay, you know what's so funny? Fraser fur. (laughs) Like... Yeah. Um, all right. We're getting a little deep here. How do you balance running your own business and family life and not get burnt out? Hey, (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Yeah. I honestly feel like I'm better at running a business than I am at being a mom. And I feel a lot of guilt about that. Mm, Yeah. Um, because I do feel like I don't have a lot of patience for my kids. My, our, our kids are at really difficult ages. Yeah. Like four and two is rough. There's so much fighting. You feel like you're not so much parenting as just refereeing most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, the overstimulation is real because every toy has a sound. They, the shows have the worst sounds. Yep. And you're try- everyone's hungry all the time. All the fucking time. Someone needs a diaper change. Like there's just it's a Endless. lot. Yeah. So gotta I, wipe someone's I'm, ass. I'm definitely struggling in this season of life mm-hmm. with parenting, and that tends to supersede everything else. So if something is going on with my children, it overshadows everything else, and I can't, I can't really focus on other things. And yeah. I get that. It's tough. 
Um, so yeah, basically, I think the answer is it's not it, always no, possible, and to it's find not sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, it's certainly not. I think it takes you only have so much in your cup, and to you know put so much mental energy into your business or whatever else you're doing, you do need to pull a lot from that cup. And at the end of the day, it's more often than not empty when mm-hmm. you need it to still have some some juice in the tank. I'm using too many metaphors here. I'm getting lost. Um, but unfortunately that's just the reality. (laughs) Mm, Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's just, you know, you lose, you run out of patience, uh, by five o'clock and then you just let, you know, your kids are just pushing every button and it sucks. And then you feel guilty and it's all this bullshit. But Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, we have to remember, like we're doing the things that make a happy mom. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think happy mom is better than, I don't know, maybe more present mom that is resentful to her children. And I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think we're all just doing our best. Yes. And a shout out to any of the moms that either don't have access to daycare for their children or can't afford it or whatever. Because if I didn't have somewhere to send my children every day, I could not run my business. And it, it seems like a uniquely mom situation to figure out oh to each their own like like she said there are people like if you probably if you're looking at me or if listening to me both and like oh my god you're a terrible mother i know you're probably not doing that but like it's just i i will admit i yeah there are certain aspects i am not cut mm-hmm. out for like i i just i can't i can't i can't do it show up the same way that yeah. some other moms can I know. but it doesn't mean like uh, I still show up. It's just, I don't know how to fucking explain I it without sounding like a horrible We're person. We're doing the best that we can for our children and we just have to feel comfortable knowing that yep. is we're doing our best. So I think we are all in this together, guys. So let's just be nice to each other, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all the questions. And um, wow, I think we covered a lot tonight. We did, yeah. Not a whole lot of business, maybe. Maybe more like real life the duality of being a human and a business owner yeah that's our that's the life that we live is trying to wear all of the hats and do all of the things so many fucking hats mm-hmm. and you um i'm just gonna out you right now uh you don't really do well with hats do you no <laughs> i think maybe i have an oddly shaped head <laughs> That was a low blow, but I'm sorry. You walked right into it. Um, Well, you know what? This was so fun. Um, And I just feel like we have so many things to continue talking about. And it's okay. We have time to do that off the air. Also, can I just say I'm so proud of you for doing this? Mm, Thank you. Like, I'm so proud of you. The amount that you've accomplished in the past year is absolutely wild. And just like being able to be on the sidelines and cheer you on through all of these different endeavors has been so exciting and everything that you've done has been a success don't jinx me no knock on wood (laughs) no seriously i'm so proud of you and i don't think you hear it enough and i am proud of you and i love you oh my god thank you and i don't hear it enough because uh, i hope andy's listening so let's make get your shit together Andy. thank you oh he's gonna hate that oh you made me so bad no i just would like to hear it more andy thanks Thank you so much. That was so nice. And it's mutual. The feeling is mutual. Okay. Uh, yeah. Biz besties. Girl for sure. Girl boss. I have to start with the ironic. How many boss. voice notes do we send each other? It's like, tell me if I'm crazy, but I have this idea. I literally voice noted her. 
in fucking mid-December, which is like she was literally in the middle of a mental breakdown because she was like between 17 different Christmas markets. And I was like, hey, do you want to start a separate business with me? Like, what the fuck? But, but... We are so honest with each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, um... No. I love the optimism, but you're not getting... There's no way you're getting tickets to that show. <laughs> a little bit of luck. I love it. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, I was like, no. Like, where are you? I'm I'm honey. quitting. I'm actually shutting my business I've down. sold. I've sold Wick and Bear. I'm so. not adding another arm to my business. No. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I just like to have... We'll table so it. We'll letters. table it for one day. I just don't want you to bring it up again so that I can forget about it. Okay. Because don't give me any more ideas. Don't give me any more fucking ideas. I don't need ideas, guys. I have too many. All we do is come up with ideas. Is it, is it girl bossing or is it <laughs> mental health issues? You know what? That's the theme of our show. What's the major takeaway from this episode? I want to say we really touched on trust. So like trust your people. I don't know. This, I, I, the takeaway is go see your doctor. <laughs> i'm making oh, an appointment for a new diagnosis <laughs> buckle up um all right so that is gonna be it um until next time my friend thanks so much for being on my my little show thanks for having me you're so welcome and um i can't wait to see what you do next thank you okay same, same. bye thanks Thanks for listening to the Chorbier Chats podcast. You can find more information related to this episode at the show notes on our website, isabartacres.com slash Chats. And don't forget to subscribe to the Chorbier Chats podcast on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube.